Today I want to talk to you about on the run. Next week's going to be God's reaction. God's reaction to our rebellion and our response to his reaction. Week three, we're going to look at second chances. How many of you thank God that he's a God of second chances? How many would say third chances and fourth chances? And we thank God that he's a God of second chances. And then wrapping up the series on how to make the most of God's second chances. How do we make the most of the second chances that God gives us or the third chances or the fourth chances that he gives us? So we're going to be looking at the book of Jonah the next four weeks. Let's begin in Jonah chapter Chapter number one, beginning in verse number one, the Bible says this, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the city, the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. Here's the key verse right here. Check this out. But Jonah ran from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for the port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to, here we go again, here it goes again, to flee from the Lord. Jonah was running from God. Let's dive right into our notes today. Point number one is this, running from God is common. It's common. Here we see Jonah running from the Lord several thousand years ago. But listen, this is not isolated to Jonah. Running from the Lord is common for all of us. A lot of people have run from God. I remember when I was in high school and I was running from God, had been to church and and knew the right things to do, and yet I had chosen to run from God. I, I had never really fully surrendered my life to Jesus Christ, and I was running from God, chasing the girls, pumping junk into my mind, just doing my own thing. And, and many of you can relate to me. You, you've run from God in your life. And then I surrendered my life fully to Christ when I was a senior in high school, sold out to God. And I was one of those radical people when I gave my life to Christ. I carried my Bible everywhere. I took it to school. I mean, I read my Bible everywhere. I was not ashamed of Jesus Christ. And, and yet my sophomore year of college, I was sold out to Jesus. I was living for Jesus, loved Jesus with all of my heart. But I began to date a young lady. And I knew that that was not God's will for my life. I knew that was not going to be my wife. And yet I continued to date her and, and I was headed down a wrong path. I knew this was not the right thing for me. And I was running from the Lord. How many know that you can be a Christian, love God with all your heart and still be running from the Lord in an area of your life? And she actually broke up with me. I talked her back into going back out with me again. Then I finally broke up with her, but I was running from God in that area of my life. And many of you, you have run from God before in your life. Some of you today are running from the Lord. Perhaps the word of the Lord has come to you and you know that you shouldn't be dating that person, but you're running from God today and you're still dating that individual. Perhaps it's in an area in your business or the company and the place you work for. And you know the word of the Lord has come to you and you know the right thing to do, but you're dishonoring God. You're doing unethical things at the company and you're running from 
the Lord. Maybe it's in your money, your personal finances, you're overspending, you're getting yourself all in all types of consumer debt, you're spending more than you make every single month. And in that area of your life, you're running from the Lord. Maybe it's in a career field. You Maybe you even feel like God is calling you into ministry or into another career field. And it's awfully scary for you right now. And you are running from the Lord. God is saying this and you're running from God. Maybe it's in your marriage. You, you heard the marriage series just uh, the last four weeks about hooking up and you've heard that teaching and you're like, I'm not doing some of that stuff the Bible says. And in that area of your life, you're running from the Lord. I want you to understand that running from God is very common. And what I want to do is give you three reasons. Three reasons re- we run from God. Three reasons we run from God. Number one is this. We don't like what God says. People run from God because they don't like what God says. And there are times God asks us to do things that we just don't want to do. And here God is. He's asking Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh and preach to them. And this was very common for God to do. God would speak, if you're familiar with the Old Testament, if you're not, let me just kind of just give you some insight to this. God would oftentimes ask one of his prophets, one of his spokesmen, to go speak to the nation of Israel. They would be sinning against God. They would be doing the wrong thing. And God would send a prophet to them, to, to, to them, to speak to them so that they would turn from their sin, so that they, so that they would repent. But, but this time, this was different because God did not send Jonah. Jonah to, to, to Israel, God was sending Jonah to a different nation. He was sending him to the Assyrians, and, and the Assyrians did not believe in the God that Jonah believed in. They were actually enemies of Israel. Israel had battle with the Assyrians, and, and the Assyrians had killed Israelites. And matter of fact, the Assyrians were known for skinning people alive. And perhaps Jonah had known somebody, a family member, a friend, who had been skinned alive by one of the Assyrian people and now God shows up to Jonah and says Jonah go preach to Nineveh and Jonah was like I don't want to do that Uh uh-uh I don't like what you're saying God I don't like what you're telling me to do and Jonah ran from God because he didn't like what God said and a lot of people Run from God because they don't like what God says. How many of you realize that God can ask us to do some hard stuff? And a lot of people, when they hear the hard stuff, they think, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do what I want to do. And here is Tarshish and they run, or here's Nineveh and they run from where the Lord wants them to be. It happens all the time. You know, you hear hard stuff like the Bible says to forgive people. Like, well, I don't want to forgive well, I've forgiven them 10 times, but the Bible says 70 times 7. Well, that's too many times. I don't think I want to do that. And we run from the Lord. Perhaps it's the whole scripture where the word of the Lord has come to you and says, love your enemies. And you're thinking, I don't really want to do that. I'm not, that that's hard stuff. I, I, I'm, and you run from the Lord. Perhaps it's the commandment in the word of God and the word of the Lord has come to you and said, return the tithe, honor me with 10% of your income. And you're thinking, well, that sounds good, God, and I'll do that, but I'll do it when the gas prices are 99 cents, not $3.50. That's way too hard, Lord. And, and, and people run from 
the Lord. Perhaps it's saying, God saying, do you stay in the marriage? And, and you're thinking, well, I'm not happy. And, and people run from the Lord. Oftentimes, people run from the Lord when God says stuff that they don't like. I want you to see a second reason people run from the Lord. Number two is this, because we think we know what's best. We think we know what's best, so we run from the Lord. And Jonah thought he knew what was best for the city of Nineveh. I mean, Jonah knew this is our enemy. They're they're, they're always a threat to us. They have fought us before. They have killed our people. They've skinned people alive. And Jonah thought, no, God, I know what we need to do to the city of Nineveh. We don't need to preach so they can repent. We need to kill them. That's what we need to do, God. God, I got a better plan for Nineveh. Destroy them. That's what we need to do. And God, since you don't think like I think, and I really think I know what's best for Nineveh, I think I'm just going to go ahead and run the other way. And oftentimes people run from the Lord because they think they know what's best. And there are a lot of people, some of you watching online, some of you in this place today, that you're running from God because you think you know what's best. Well, God, after all, I'm 40. I'm 45. I'm I'm 60. I'm 90, but God, I'm, I'm 16 years old, and I got my life figured out, God, and I, I, I know what I need to do, and I know the decisions I need to make, and I know how to run my life. God, you don't need to tell me what to do. I mean, God, I'm pretty smart, God. I mean, God, I, I understand that you've been around, like, um, forever, and um, that you know everything. I get that, God, and you know how many hairs are on my head and every hair is numbered. I get that, God, and you're all wise, and I get all that you're omnipotent and all that. But God, I can run my life. I know I know what's best. And I know the Bible says, God, don't start getting all that Proverbs on me and telling me about the Bible. I know the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And that's good for most people, but for me... I can lean on my own understanding because I'm just pretty smart. And so God, when it comes to how I'm going to run my life, I don't need your help. When it comes to how I'm going to run my relationships, I don't really need your help. I I know what's best. When it comes to my marriage, thank you for your Bible, but I don't really want to do it like that. I know how to run my marriage. When it comes to raising my kids, thank you, God, but I think I'll lean on my own understanding. When it comes to handling my personal finances, thank you for your advice, God. Thank you. Appreciate it, but don't need your help. I'm going to lean on my own understanding. And there are a lot of people that run from God. Because they think they know what's best. Go preach at Nineveh. No, God, I know what's best. And they run from the Lord. There's a a third reason people run from God, and that is this, because we get mad at God. We get mad at God. And, And later in this story in the book of Jonah, we find out that Jonah was running from God because he was upset with God. Jonah was upset because God was going to give Israel's enemies an opportunity to repent and to change from their wicked ways. And Jonah, he didn't like that. And matter of fact, later on in this study, uh, in in a few weeks, we're going to be looking at the, the fact that Jonah was running from God because he was mad at God. He was upset with God. And I've seen a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people run from God because they get mad at God. And as pastor, one of the things that grips my heart One of the things that breaks my heart is to see people run from God 
because they get mad at God. You see, a lot of people get mad at God because sometimes life just stinks. It stinks. And then a lot of people confuse life with God. And they get mad and they get upset. And the truth of the matter is, we ought to get mad at Adam and Eve. They ate from that tree and they messed it all up. But a lot of people, they get mad at God. And I've seen, I've seen people get mad at God and run away from God because they confuse life with God. And life just stinks for all of us sometimes. And there's some things I'll just never get my mind around. And people run from God and they get mad because death happens. I don't always understand it, but some people get mad at God and, and they run. Tra- tragedy happens and, and people run from God and they confuse God with life and Every day I turn the television on, it's tragic to me to see the murders and the rapes and the stealing. And it breaks my heart when people get mad at God. It breaks my heart to see people, and I don't understand, little children starving to death around the world. And people get mad at, at God. Earthquakes and tornadoes and people losing their life and... A lot of people confuse life with God and people get mad at God and they start running from the Lord. And the truth of the matter is this, bad things do happen to good people and good things do happen to bad people. And a lot of people confuse life with God and they get mad. God, I don't like it. I'm mad. And they run from the Lord. And if you're running from God today because you're mad, because you're upset, I want you to hear me. Your heavenly father loves you. He cares about you. And I want you to know that our God is a good God. He's a good God. He loves you today. Point number two is this. Point number two is this. We're talking about running from God. And the first thing that I wanted you to know about running from God is that running from God is common. It's common. It's common. The second thing is this. When people are on the run, they always run in the wrong direction. When people are running from God, they always run in the wrong direction. Jonah chapter 1 says this back in verse number 3. He says, but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. Now, to understand this, when people are on the run, their behavior is predictable. I don't want you to miss this now. When people are running from God, their behavior is predictable. Everybody who runs, when I was running from God back in high school, when you were running from God, some of you are still running from God, their behavior is predictable. And here's the predictable behavior. Everybody that runs from God runs in the wrong direction. And, and, and Jonah went over 2,000 miles in the wrong direction. If you look on your map in your Bible, if you have a Bible at home or somewhere, to turn to the map and just look at kind of one of those maps, and you'll find out that Nineveh was over here, and Tarshish was the opposite direction, about 2,000 plus miles. I mean, when Jonah was going to run from the Lord, it wasn't like God said, go to Nineveh, and Jonah was like, well, I'm going to kind of fake God out and go over this way, kind of get close by. I'm going to kind of maybe I'll trick the Lord and go a little bit this way. Jonah was like, uh-uh, I'm not going to Nineveh. And he went the opposite, the opposite direction. Because when people run from God, they always go, their behavior is predictable. They run in the wrong direction. Come on, you've seen it. I, I've seen it. Time and time again, it's, it's, predi- it's predictable. You know, people think they're smooth. Well, I'm smooth. I'm slick. I'm crafty. No, you're not. You're Jonah. You're Jonah. 
And if you run, you're running in the wrong direction. It, 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 the, the behavior is predictable. They, they, they have the affair. They, they get on drugs or alcohol addiction. They start cheating the company. They start lying. They get themselves addicted. The behavior is predictable. They get in the party scene. Can, can I tell you, when people, I mean, people think, that, oh, I'm smooth. No, you're not. You're Jonah and people, their behavior is predictable when they run from God. You can predict it. They run in the wrong direction. They stop coming to church. They stop coming to your small group. They quit serving in ministry. They, they run in the wrong direction. And it's nothing new. Jonah, Jonah teaches us the behavior is predictable. People who run from God run in the wrong direction direction there's a second thing that i want you to see under this point running running the wrong way and that is this when people are running in the wrong direction their thinking is predictable not only is their behavior predictable but their thinking is predictable and here's what people think people who run in the wrong direction they think that somehow everything will turn out okay you know, God, I know you said go to Nineveh, but I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to go the wrong way. I'm going to hop on a boat and go to Tarshish. And you know what, God? Here's Jonah. Here, you know what, God? It's going to work out. I'm going to run from you, and everything's going to work out okay. And you know what? I've been there before, and I've seen this thousands of times. So have you. I've seen this thousands of times. You know, people think, I'm going to beat the odds. I'm going the wrong way. And listen, it's going to turn out okay. It's going to work out great. No, 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 Jonah, Jonah, what you have to understand, Jonah, is your thinking is very predictable because everybody who gets on the boat and goes the wrong direction, they all think that everything's going to turn out okay. I mean, you, you've seen it. I'm going, to, I'm going to leave my spouse and kids won't be affected. Everything's going to turn out okay. I'm going to get on drugs. I'm going to get addicted to alcohol, and somehow everything's just going to, just going to turn out Okay. I'm going to spend more than I make, and I don't understand. I don't even know how to balance my checkbook, but the Lord's just going to bless, okay? It's just, it's just, it's just going to turn out okay. I'm going to stop coming to church. I'm just going to stop, but you know what? Everything's going to turn out okay. But here's what you understand. Here's what you have to understand. Every person who runs in the wrong direction, they all end up with the same situation. They end up in a big storm. Everybody who runs in the wrong direction, they all end up in a big storm. It's predictable. Matter of fact, look at Jonah. Look at that. That's exactly what happens to Jonah. Jonah chapter 1 and verse number 4 says, Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God. And the interesting thing is, they're crying out. I mean, they're having a prayer meeting. They're having a prayer meeting right there on the, on the boat. But, but the interesting thing is this. These were sailors. This is what they did for a living. I mean, they're used to being on the high seas. They're used to the winds blowing. I mean, this wasn't any ordinary storm. I mean, these sailors are, sailors are scared out of their mind. We're not used to this kind of storm. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? I mean, the, the, there's a storm going on. The boat's rocking. They think they're going to die. And Jonah's, 
He has no clue. Hello, Jonah. Haven't you noticed this? Have you noticed this? When people run in the wrong direction, have you seen this? A storm happens, and they can never connect the dots. They're the last person to recognize it. It's like, hey, man, everybody else sees there's a storm going on. Jonah! Well, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why all this is happening. And they're the last one to say, perhaps, Jonah, you're running from God. It's amazing how people run from God. And they're the last to figure out that perhaps the storm that I'm in is because I'm on the run. And it goes on to say this, say this, get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us and will not, and we will not perish. You see, people who run from God, they think everything will turn out okay, but they always end up in a big storm. Their behavior is predictable. Their thinking is predictable. The third thing is this, their outcome is predictable. Their outcome is predictable. You see, the outcome of people who run from God is this. Here's the outcome, is they always hurt people. It's predictable. They always hurt people. And and here Jonah is, he's running from God. There's a big old storm. And the Bible says that these sailors, the Bible, I read it to you a moment ago, they begin to throw the cargo out the boat into the sea. I mean, and that was crazy for them to do. This is how they made a living. They they were sailors for a living. They they transported cargo for a living. Can you imagine the conversation when they got home to talk to mama? Baby, where's the bacon at? You've been gone for a week. Well, uh, uh, we threw it overboard. What? Are you on that stuff again? I mean... Their their livelihood was affected. They lost money because one man was running from God. The Bible says the sailors began to panic. The sailors thought they were going to die. They were stressing out. They were about to lose their mind. They were running around. They were calling the prayer meeting, didn't even know God. Just pray. Pray to God. Pray to the stars. Pray. Because one man was running from God. Here's what I want you to see. You see, the outcome's predictable. Everybody thinks they're different. Oh, no, 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 not me, preacher. I'll beat the odds. No, 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 no. Everybody who runs from God hurts other people. Well, I haven't seen, I haven't seen it yet. Just keep going. You'll end up hurting somebody. Maybe your family. Maybe your friends. Maybe your spouse. Maybe your kids. Maybe your coworkers. But everybody who runs from God, they hurt and affect other people's lives. And not only that, Jonah affected his own life. I mean, many of you that go to church, you've been in church before, you maybe grew up in Sunday school. Those of you that don't know it, I'm, let me tell you, if you know the story, Jonah got thrown out into the sea. And I know what you're thinking. Well, that's all right. A fish picked him up. Well, he didn't know that. He didn't know a fish was coming. He thought it's over. He hurt himself. Because when people run from God, they affect others. And they hurt themselves. The outcome 
is always predictable. I want you to see a a fourth thing here, a fourth thing. We've learned that when you run from God, you run in the wrong direction. Number three is this, number three is this. You can run from God, but you can't outrun God. You can run from God, but you can't outrun God. In Jonah chapter 1 and verse number 4, I I didn't bring this out a few moments ago, but I want to focus our attention on those first four words. It says, then the Lord sent. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. The Bible says the Lord sent the storm. You see, Jonah began to realize that you can run from God even in the middle of the sea, but you can't outrun God. And friends, when people run from God, there there are times, understand this, when people run, there are times that God will send a storm. Please understand me today. I'm not saying every time something bad happens to you that God sent a storm in your life because that, that's, that, that's not true. That's bad theology. You serve a good God. But understand this, there are times when people are running from God that God will send a storm to get their attention. And friends, here's the key. Here's what you got to understand about your heavenly father. When God sends a storm into your life, it's not to pay you back. It's to bring you back. I love how Andy Stanley says that it's not to pay you back, it's to bring you back. God loves us. It's good news that God loves us so much that he doesn't want to pay us back. He wants to bring us back. And let me talk to you about your heavenly father. It says this in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 5 about our God and how he disciplines us and, and punishes us, not, not, not because he hates us or because he's mad at us. Look at what the Bible says. And have you forgotten that the word of encouragement that addresses you as sons, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline when you're running from God. Don't make light of this. The Lord will discipline those who are his children. It goes on to say, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines those he loves. God disciplines those, not that he's mad at. God's not trying to pay you back. He disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone who he accepts as a a son or one of his children. It goes on to say four verses later, picking up in verse number 10 in Hebrews 12. It says, our fathers, in other words, our earthly fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. How many of you grew up in a home where you were disciplined? Come on, how many, how many grew up in a home? Let's get specific. How many grew up in a home where you got grounded? Anybody get grounded before? Yeah, okay, all right. Those of you watching online, how many of you grew up in a home where you got spanked? Oh, yeah, yeah. How many grew up in a home where you got whooped? See, whooped is different from spanking. Come on, whoop. Yeah. How many of you grew up in a home where you got beaten? Come on, that's the, come on. It's three separate categories, spanking, whooping, and beating. So you hear what I'm saying? I experienced all three. Amen. <laughs> and, and our earthly fathers, our earthly mothers, the Bible says they do it and they're thinking this is best. They may not have all the knowledge or, or all the thinking. How many of you had your parents say this to you? I, I, they're going to spank you. And they say, well, listen, I, I don't want to do this. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Anybody heard that before? Well, let me spank you then so I can feel your hurt. Our earthly, our earthly mothers discipline us as they thought best. 
but God disciplines us for our good. It's always for our best. When God disciplines us, it's always for our good. Why? That we may share in his holiness, that he would bring us back to holiness, to purity, that we would honor him. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. How many of you agree with that? When you're getting disciplined as a kid, it seems painful at the time. Matter of fact, you don't even get it sometimes. You're like, why are you disciplining me for this? I don't like it. Listen, I don't even think I need to be disciplined. But as you get a little bit older, things start to become clearer, don't they? But at the time, at the time, it doesn't seem pleasant, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. God disciplines us not to pay us back, but to bring us back because he loves us and has a great plan for us. And Jonah, I sent a storm into your life not to pay you back, but to bring you back. Because Jonah, I've got a great plan for your life still. And even though you're on the run, I still want to use you. And I sent a storm to bring you back. You say, Pastor, how do you know that God sent this storm to bring him back? Because the Bible says the Lord sent the storm. How do you know God sent that storm to bring him back? Because the Bible wraps up chapter 1 by saying this, Jonah chapter 1 verse 17. But the Lord, it was not by accident, but the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was inside the fish three days and three nights. Jonah, God has such a great plan for your life that he sent a storm in the middle of a sea. You were thrown overboard, but the Lord didn't send the storm to pay you back. And now you're drowning in the water. No, he sent the storm and you got thrown overboard, not to pay you back, but to bring you back. Because God disciplines those he loves. And today, some of you are running. And there's a God in heaven who loves you, who cares about you. And you say, Pastor, how do you know that God doesn't want to pay me back? Because he sent Jesus. And he took the place for you. And he was punished. And he was whipped. And he was bruised. He was beaten. And he died. Because God's intentions we're never to pay you back. It's always been. I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking to somebody who lied. It's always been to bring you back.